welcome to Podspot, the UK's only HubSpot-themed podcast. It's a bi-weekly look at the latest updates from HubSpot with practical hints and tips directly from the mouths of HubSpot users and partners. Welcome back to another episode. I'm your host, Kerry, PR and Digital Engagement Manager at Carmen Digital. And this week, we're taking a look at campaign management and the importance of having a campaign strategy. So here with me to chat about this are Claire Rowling, Senior Account Manager, and John Pitton, Managing Director here at Carmen Digital. So welcome, Claire and John. Uh, Claire, I think this is your first podcast ever, so we're very honoured to have you. How are you both today? Very well, thanks, Kerry. Uh, yes, I was going to say it's more of an honour for me to be invited onto um, Podspot, so my very first one. Delighted to be here. Um, it's always a great listen, so I feel I've got a lot to live up to. <laughs> no pressure. Yeah, great to be here, Kerry. Good to be, uh, I say this every time, isn't it, invited back. I think that, uh, yeah, I'm, uh, Matt and I still have a, a head-to-head on how many podcasts we've each recorded, so uh, I think he's jumping ahead at the moment. I'm going to have to do a tally at some point and get a leaderboard going in the team. So, um, so yeah, Claire, um, obviously regular listeners will know John but for yourself not many people know know you yet and haven't met you on the podcast so I guess why don't you start off by telling our listeners a little bit about yourself and your role here at Carmen Digital. Yes of course so um, I work as a senior account manager here um, and I'm part of the client success team at Carmen Um, and what that basically means is I'm responsible for a number of our clients and my role in a nutshell is to work really closely with them to understand their business to understand them as clients to make sure that we can deliver a really exceptional level of service to them Um, and really I represent the voice of the client when we are briefing our fulfillment teams um, and when we're managing and delivering specific projects and in particular campaigns so I'll often be the day-to-day contact for clients but most importantly I'll help to shape the strategic direction of their businesses to ensure that their marketing activity is delivering against those business goals which they have. Sounds like a great role, very important one and one that really helps add to the client experience that they have with us at Carmen Digital. Absolutely. What she doesn't say is she spends much of her time, not all the time, but, you know, kicking the internal teams and chasing and making sure we're doing what we're supposed to be doing. So, you know, it's uh, she's she's front of house. So, uh, yeah, she uh, plays a really important role. I like to think that she doesn't have to kick teams. Maybe maybe a subtle push sometimes. One of the but... benefits of working from home, Kerry. We're now <laughs> we don't get kicked by Claire. <laughs> no, just, just pinged relentlessly on just Google pinged, Chat. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's different to the COVID ping. It's a, <laughs> a management ping. Also, still not still not as nice as the COVID thing, though. But um, yeah, great. So um, so we've previously done an episode. We spoke with Matt Wood, um, who's our digital specialist here at Carmen Digital, and he mentioned the HubSpot campaigns tool, and he kind of defined a campaign in terms of reporting and that analytical side. So I guess from both of your perspectives, how would you describe what a campaign is? John, I'll come to you first. Uh, So for me, a a campaign is all about um, a focused effort on achieving a a specific goal. You know, it's it's a marketing thing, but equally it can be marketing and sales aligned or should be aligned for sales and marketing. Um, So it's just a way of organizing activity, being focused on, you you know, promoting um, a service or product and engaging an audience. Anything to add, Claire? Um, Yeah, it's really interesting when you're asked to define a campaign and you can have many different debates with people. Um, especially marketeers in terms of what actually is a campaign but as John said 
in essence, it starts with the idea. It's it's about a product and a service. Um, and it quite simply is how you execute a specific strategy across many different channels, be those online, offline, with specific marketing activity um, to deliver results against those very clear objectives that hopefully you've set for that campaign. I think it's also important to differentiate it between you know with uh, against sorry business as usual so so a lot of digital marketers a lot of marketing managers are delivering ongoing social paid media etc and you know that might just be you know building brand awareness etc you know campaigns almost overlay that business as usual activity um, of social engagement and paid media or events or whatever it might be to give a real focus to you know push and promote a certain product or service as I mentioned earlier so so we we sort of talk about the two together so you have business as usual as a sort of um, the foundation for marketing activity to ensure that the brand gets heard and engages the audience and then you have campaigns which are very focused activity overlaying that yeah some really good points there and i guess you know you said it a campaign is often when we're delivering marketing activity it's easy to just kind of deliver things when you're thinking about them but actually wrapping them up into more of a campaign helps, like you said, provide that focus on achieving that common goal or um, talking about a specific content topic, for example. But I guess why should businesses consider campaign thinking and that strategic approach when it comes to their digital marketing? I guess, what can some of the benefits be to having that campaign approach? Claire, I'll come to you first. So for me, campaign thinking it's all about doing your initial research. So as John mentioned, lots of um, marketeers will be will be using business as usual activity um, on a day-to-day monthly basis. But when it comes to specific campaigns where you have a specific goal, a specific objective, you need to do that thinking um, to develop the whole idea. Um and quite often, if you don't if you don't put the effort into doing that, what we we would probably describe as discovery thinking stage, um, you don't really understand how you're going to execute and deliver that idea and follow it through as a campaign. Um, and so, really, that discovery stage for me is the fundamental step in creating campaigns. Um, and there's a number of things that I would think about um, when we when we talk about campaign thinking, and that is being very clear on what your issue or challenge is initially that's driving you to um, develop a campaign, making sure you understand your target audience. Um, do you have things like buyer profiles, personas? If not, then you should be creating them. Um, what insights do you already have from previous campaigns and results? Um, what do you know about what your competitors are doing? Um, and what is the product or service that you're wanting to promote? Um, it's really vital to understand those features and benefits so that you can make sure you communicate those effectively in your campaign to your target audience. And then lastly, I'd say think about the budget so um you need to understand what budget you have available for the campaign because that will influence both the type of campaign that we deliver and the weight of that campaign 
Um, and so really the benefits, if you take all of that into account, the benefits really when you come out of the thinking stage, the campaign thinking, is you get a really clear, defined, actionable brief that all stakeholders can then have influence over, have had influence over, and that they can sign off on. Um, and you can use that then to start moving into the next stage of your campaign in terms of planning. And I think that that leads very nicely into sort of my point here, which is, you know, if we're talking about why should businesses consider campaign thinking, for me uh, and for those using HubSpot, it's all about the numbers. So, you know, HubSpot gives real clarity on performance of digital marketing activities. Um, and therefore, you know, certainly as a, as a business owner and certainly talking to, to leadership teams in other businesses, you know, everyone wants the numbers. Everyone wants to know the ROI. Everyone wants to know where that lead came from and what the performance and conversion rates of various um, activities are. And the benefit of campaign thinking is particularly within HubSpot is that you can tag everything with that campaign and align it to that campaign so that actually then, you know, um, you can use that insight to really draw draw down on on what what's worked well what hasn't and, and and how it's performed so things in hubspot like you know the ability to look at influenced contacts by campaign the ability to look at influenced revenue by campaign so suddenly when you're reflecting back having done you know great work on the thinking to build out that campaign idea um, suddenly now marketing leadership teams and, and, and broader teams um, have this ability to go in and say okay what's performed really well what hasn't performed well so over and above just, you know, looking in a broad sense of performance of digital marketing, which obviously HubSpot allows you to do, but many other systems do out there as well. And um, actually having it in a campaign, uh, sort of a campaign approach does allow you then to look at the performance by campaigns. And suddenly you get much more granular metrics in terms of performance. And that leads to better insight, which in turn leads to better performance and um, improve campaigns going forward. So for me, it's all about the data and the ability to really start looking at ROI by uh, campaigns and influenced revenue. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think um, that data point is a really interesting one. And actually, we had a a meeting this morning um, and we were bringing that HubSpot campaign tagging feature where, you know, if we upload um, a blog or we, we post social content, we can actually tag that campaign and how that will then feed into our content planning meetings and our strategy going forward for that. So I think, yeah, there's definitely so many benefits to, to having that in HubSpot. Um, and Claire, I really liked your point on having that discovery. And I guess it it almost, that campaign's initial stage acts as almost like a, a pre-planning stage and actually thinking, are these objectives ones that we can actually achieve? And are we being realistic with these and being able to have that planning phase before you go and, and kind of action all of that? Um, so, yeah, really great points there and some quite a lot of benefits, I suppose, from from both sides. But I guess on the flip side, what tend to be some of the major challenges of managing a campaign? Can there be difficulties along the way or do you kind of come across issues that you need to really be aware of before you? kind of implement that campaign Claire I'll come to you first yeah there can be a number of challenges um, depending on the type of campaign that you're um, implementing one of the challenges quite often when you're working um, with businesses or, or marketeers is actually putting aside that thinking time initially so it's very easy to have an idea think this is what we've done previously or this is what we've always done 
um, and to kind of rush in to delivering a campaign very quickly. So it's really important um, to take that step back, take that time to really think about those objectives, do those, do that thinking piece um, so that you can really, really develop uh, a defined brief and move forward. Um, Timescales can be a challenge. So in terms of how quickly you want campaigns um, to launch um, and often and sometimes almost going off script a bit and um, a bit of scope creep in campaigns. This can often happen um, during a thinking stage if or if you haven't done a thinking stage and the brief's not clearly defined or quite often you can get um, quite engaged and excited with where the campaign's going um, and start looking at more and more opportunities. So you need to be quite clear on bringing it back to the objectives, bringing it back to your budget and having a clear understanding of what it is you're trying to achieve. Um, And I think one of the other, I mean, we talked about data, um, you know, data-driven marketing is absolutely key, but that can often be quite a challenge to understand, um, especially for marketeers to understand those metrics sometimes in terms of what they need to be monitoring, how they're going to monitor, and it can be quite overwhelming. So that's why if you've got those key targets defined up front, you can work through how you're going to measure the success. I absolutely get that you started there with, and I've written it down here, is the planning time. You know, so frequently that there is not enough space given to campaign planning and also creative, you, you know, messages. As much as we talk about HubSpot and it's a great digital tool, you know, when we're thinking about developing campaigns, that, that there still needs to be a message that hit, hits home to that audience, whether it be emotive or whether it be functional or whatever, whatever you're trying to, to sort of, uh, convince the audience to do or, or the journey you want them to take, etc. So that planning time becomes really important. Um, I also think, you know, coming back to data as well, is you talk about the challenges of managing campaigns, is the, is the resources to adapt and test. And actually, the benefits of using a tool like HubSpot properly and, and tagging all the activities against a campaign is that actually you can go into all the elements of the campaign to see how they're performing. So, you know, is it the blog that isn't converting? Is it the landing page that isn't set up properly? Is are the are the you know is it the emails that are being sent out sent out that aren't engaging with the audience? You know, what's the message? How do you tweak that? So, actually, having the data to be able to create insight and having the time to look at that from an ongoing management perspective um, is really important and often it, that that time isn't there because the you know the campaign set up and away you go or there isn't a tool being used or HubSpot isn't set up properly to give the marketeers that information to be able to manage campaigns properly. I think that's really that's really key point there John um, and we talk a lot when we're going through the campaign process about campaign optimization, and it's very much you know, you can't you can't just launch a campaign and sit back and wait for those results because those results may not play out in the way that um, you would hope or that are bringing the, um, the success criteria to the business. The benefit of campaign tools such as HubSpot really do allow you, as John says, to monitor those closely and to go in and to be making adjustments and to be tweaking the campaigns. So if you notice particular elements of your campaign aren't performing well, then it's about tweaking them, um, looking at what's not working. And that's the real strength and benefit is that you can optimise those whilst the campaign is live um, and you don't just leave them as a static campaign. 
Um, so you can really, you know, maximise them throughout the life cycle of the campaign. I think it's also worth acknowledging how challenging this campaign management can be in relation to arguably smaller businesses because you know this is great when you're you know running a campaign and you've already got an existing audience of half a million people or 200,000 people or whatever it might be but suddenly where you're you know using HubSpot using the campaign tool and you might your mailing list might only be a few hundred and your social reach is only a few hundred or whatever and suddenly you're running campaigns and you just don't get the level of data back to be able to really make some really informed calls on what's working and what's not because you know if you've got over a month, you know, 20 downloads or 10 downloads, let's say, of a guide, because that's your your goal. Um, well, actually, that's really easily influenced by two extra people downloading it or, you know, so whereas actually when you've got much bigger numbers, it's much easier to to really understand what's working or not. So I think one of the challenges for particularly for smaller businesses, for smaller campaigns to actually get the the, the volume of data you need to start making informed decisions. Yeah, totally agree. And I guess just from listening to both of you a couple I guess a challenge as well with data is that you know you can tag against HubSpot or other data um, analytics tools but sometimes there will you know we we refer to something as dark social that you know people sharing links with each other or you know John you having a conversation with a client and saying you know listen to this podcast it's it's related to a campaign but it's not tagged that journey so sometimes those analytics aren't always ones that you can monitor so that campaign activity is happening but you can't necessarily see it so I suppose that's a bit of a challenge is sometimes you won't be able to always see that data but the data is coming that is coming in is always valuable but that's interesting isn't it because I I know we've kind of changed the way we do things here or certainly we do from a sales perspective and we, we haven't really touched on sales and marketing alignment in relation to campaigns but that idea of of talking to prospects or talking to people network say oh have a listen to this podcast you know if you're if you can then email them the link to that podcast page that sits on you know HubSpot and is tagged suddenly if they become a, a you know, uh, if there's a deal later on in the in the buyer journey, or they become a contact, etc., that can now be tracked, and suddenly that becomes influenced revenue because you've they've touched that page. So, you know, albeit that 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 I absolutely get this idea of of dark social and and not being able to track everything. There are ways that you know we start to try and inform our salespeople to ensure that they're starting to use campaign assets to influence um, revenue. Yeah, I think trackable links is is definitely a really powerful tool to use. And Claire, I just want to go back to a point that you touched on where, um, you know, you were mentioning putting aside that thinking time. I guess an additional challenge, do you sometimes find that it's not always easy to get all the stakeholders in one place to have that thinking time together? Because, you know, you've got... I imagine when you're you're putting together that thinking and planning, you need multiple people from different areas of the business and it's quite hard to get everyone locked down at a time. So I guess, do you find it a challenge that you have to have multiple sessions or sometimes you do just have to kind of press on without some of those key stakeholders? I think that's a really good point. And it's a point that we would have come on to shortly about how you can um, get over some of these difficulties. And one of and one of the ways in doing that is about engaging all the stakeholders. So understanding who those stakeholders are um, in the process. Um, and if you've got them on board at the beginning, then it makes the whole process much, much easier in terms of timelines, budgets, um, messaging, etc., for your campaign. Um, if you haven't got 
those key stakeholders involved up front and initially it's are they likely to be involved further down the line so for example um, a key stakeholder could be the compliance team so we have a lot of involvement with compliance teams to make sure um, from a financial marketing for example that um, the right terms and conditions, the right um, legalities are all included within your campaigns, and that has to go through compliance. Um, If you leave that too late to engage them in the process, that could then cause delays in getting your campaign out of the door. So it is really important to understand from the client's perspective who those key stakeholders are um, so that you can engage them at the right time within that campaign delivery process. Yeah, great points there. And and John, I guess, are there any more tips or, or tactics that you think there are to, to kind of mitigate some of the challenges that there can be around campaigns? Yeah, well, fully enough, I'm going to flip that around the other way and talk about the audience. So not just, not the stakeholders, but actually the target audience and, and, the, and understanding that target audience is really important. So whether that's, you know, using your web analytics to see what people are engaging with, you know, whether it be as, as deep as focus groups, et cetera, but that audience understanding as part of that planning process becomes so important to enable the success of uh, campaigns. If you haven't done that bit properly, then, you know, you're just firing any message out there and hoping that someone's going to pick it up and engage. Yeah, definitely. And and I guess as well, that's where, you know, you mentioned um, before, John, that HubSpot campaign tool. And I guess that's a really great first place to start to to mitigate some of those challenges and just try and streamline the, the campaign's process. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. hundred percent. And all the other analytics tools in HubSpot, you know, so, so, you know, web visits and email engagement, start looking at that and get some themes that will help inform any campaign thinking. Yeah. So, so I guess that's, that's a good starting point, but I guess where else should businesses start when they are, you know, they might be listening to this podcast and think, okay, we're going to start setting up a campaign or maybe change our approach to campaigns. Where do you think they should start with, coming to to terms with managing a campaign? Claire, I'll come to you first. So it can often feel quite overwhelming um, when you're at the very start of a a campaign Um, in terms of how am I going to manage it? It can feel like there's an awful lot to do and how do you bring it all together at the right time? And the easiest way to do that is to break it down into more manageable pieces of work or manageable phases as part of your um, campaign process Um, and then each phase you can work on it can have its own objectives and sign off and you can move through the process then in a much more organized way so you know we've already talked about the idea phase of discovery and formulating the brief then move on to the planning phase so once you know what that brief is um, the next phase you should consider is a planning so this is where you iron out all the details of what is required as part of the campaign uh, it can be quite management heavy this particular phase but it's very crucial to get those end results and by that I mean things like what assets do you need creating what resource do you need to create those assets the scope and time to produce them making sure you've got all your tools and dashboards in place and those very important delivery timelines um, to engage that resource and check that the availability is there to deliver um, in line with your timing objectives. And once you've gone through the planning phase and you've got all the detail there, 
The next phase is quite simple. It's the execution phase. If you've done all the hard work as part of your planning, the execution is really the exciting part of the campaign. It's pushing it live um, and then seeing the, seeing your campaign out there, um, reaching customers and looking at the effect that it's having. And then the final phase is then you move into that optimization phase that we've discussed about, which is where you go through all your reporting, making sure that that's set up um, before you launch your campaign. And then it's just that continual monitoring of your results and tweaking your campaigns to get the success. So whilst it can feel quite daunting and lots to do to deliver a campaign, you can easily break it down into more manageable phases. That's great, Claire. I, I, I love that process. So, uh, yeah, I know that when you actually think about it in that way, it really does help ensure that, you know, you get performance from a campaign. Um, the, the bit for me, really, when businesses are thinking about this is, is, you know, is that piece of starting with the end in mind and, and what are the goals of the campaign? That That's the bit is, you know, let's have some real clarity on that. And, and one of the benefits, I guess, of, you know, we are talking about HubSpot, of course. So one of the benefits of HubSpot and the, and the campaign tool is that you can actually put the campaign goals in so you know how many new contacts do we want to generate from this campaign how many influence contacts do we want how many closed deals do we want how much revenue how much influence revenue from do we want from this campaign you know and that really does focus the mind so suddenly we've got a really clear line of sight from a reporting perspective so that you know we are focused on the activity because we've set the goals at outset so that real clarity on setting the goals becomes really important and actually if you're going back to ufd for more budget you're going back to your your marketing director for more budget, whatever it might be. If you've got something like this in place and you can prove that you're uh, achieving goals at the end of the process or, or the end of the campaign, et cetera, or during the campaign, you're more likely to secure more budget or, or actually start to think about what the next campaign might be uh, and have budget allocated to it. Absolutely. I, I totally agree with that, John, especially in terms of every marketeer wants to be able to demonstrate the value that their campaigns have had to the business you have to find that way of demonstrating that return and investment back to the business you know there's the comment there's a quote isn't there of of every fd uh, knows that his um, marketing budget's working but he just doesn't know which 50 percent um, and that's really true you know marketing's really hard to measure from a you know how do you measure brand awareness how do you look at the roi you know there's tools now that are helping us to do this but you know really trying to put monetary value around every activity and every campaign becomes hugely important um, and certainly for those marketeers that want to kind of get on if they can present the these sorts of numbers in front of FDs and CEOs, et cetera, uh, then it's really going to help them win the cause, as it were. Great. Love those points. I think just to summarise um, a kind of plan of action for me or anyone, it's kind of starting with that planning phase, like you said, Claire, and setting those goals, starting with the end in mind and thinking about your resources, your budget, the assets that you need, et cetera, then going into your execution and actually delivering that campaign and then going into your optimization phase and being able to demonstrate the deliverables from that. So really great advice from, from you guys there. Thank you. So I guess we've reached the final question. Um, and I, it's always hard to ask people to narrow their top tips or um, pieces of advice to one thing. But if you had to pick something that you just think is the absolute best thing businesses can do to ensure that their campaigns run smoothly and are as effective as possible, what would that piece of advice be? John, I'll come to you first. Uh, so for me, it has to be the planning and communication. 
um, at outset. You, you know, that piece is so important. When I talk about communication, I, I think that it's really important for the marketing teams to be talking internally, particularly to the sales teams, um, you know, in terms of setting up campaigns, you know, what's going to hit home, what works for, you know, the sales teams are often closest to the prospect and the client, um, you know, unless it's obviously an e-commerce platform. But um, yeah, that whole piece around planning and communication, aligning to sales so that everyone's on the same page, I think is is really critical. Yeah. And for me, I think the main thing for me, and I always keep going back to it, is getting that campaign brief right. If you put the time and effort into having a spot on campaign brief, um, the rest of the, the campaign should follow relatively smoothly. Um, so it's about having the brief, but having the resource to both deliver the campaign and to deliver the customer experience on the back of the campaign can i say how that, that that's a great point claire the campaign brief because actually for me that is also a protection mechanism for marketeers because often that campaign brief might be signed off by sometimes the owner of a business the ceo the md uh, marketing director um, and it always then becomes a reference point in the future now we know i've worked in business long enough that people change their minds fds and ceos can say oh i didn't say that actually we needed to achieve this if that campaign brief at outset really lays out and locks down what that what that campaign is planning to achieve it really protects the um the marketeer when they have to have that conversation with the fd ceo further down the line when you know the goals the goalpost may have moved and, and the marketeer can say well actually hold on no this is what we agreed to and this is what we are now achieving um so yeah that campaign brief is really important yeah, really great points there. And I like the the mention of aligning with sales as well. I think that's often a point that in marketing is is often forgotten about the importance of having that alignment. And, you know, marketing is, is about generating leads and brand awareness, but also to convert those leads. You need to have your sales teams engaged and to be aware of what the campaign strategy is and what the deliverables are and, and the objectives that are planned in. Um, so, yeah, really great, great points there. Thank you. Well, that brings us to the end of another episode. Thanks so much for your time today, John and Claire. It's been a pleasure. And I'm sure that our listeners will be looking at ways that they can bring your advice into their campaign planning work. So thanks again for joining me today. Great to be here. Thanks, Kerry. Yeah, thanks, Kerry. Thanks, John. Look forward to the next one. Yeah, you did very well on your first podcast, Claire. So we'll be we'll be definitely having you back. <laughs> Got to hit those likes, hit those reviews. Let's get Claire back. <laughs> that can be our next campaign. Get Claire back onto the podcast. Hashtag, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hashtag Claire returns or whatever it might be. Vote for Claire. So if you also want to vote for Claire and you enjoyed this episode, then please do share it with your friends and colleagues and let us know your thoughts on social media. You can tag us at Common Digital, or if you're loving the podcast, then go ahead and leave us a podcast review. If you want to make sure you never miss an episode, you can subscribe by heading to bit.ly forward slash podspot podcast. And I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening.